Praise God, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. I uh, just want to welcome you to Under the Influence. Uh, it's always a privilege to be here. Uh, I always like to open up with a word of prayer, so let's get into it without further ado. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the victory that you've given us in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your love that you continuously show us, Lord, on a daily basis. You not only died uh, one time, Heavenly Father, but, uh, but you give your life just as completely as you did on the cross over 2,000 years ago. And for that, we are grateful. For that, we are thankful, Lord. Help us, Heavenly Father, to bask in your presence, Lord, because we know that that's where change takes place, Lord. We know that that's where growth takes place, Lord. We know, Heavenly Father, where that's where the power and the influence comes from, Lord, is spending time in your presence, Lord, allowing your word and your Holy Spirit to transform us from the inside out, not from the outside in. So we just thank you, Heavenly Father, because you've liberated us from the from the bondage of the uh, the rules and the regulations, Lord, and you brought us into the kingdom of the Son that you love, the Son that now dwells in our hearts, Lord, by faith. So, Heavenly Father, we just lift you up and exalt you for what's going to take place here, Lord. We pray for the hearts of the listeners and those who are watching, Lord, uh, via Facebook, Lord. We just uh, pray, Heavenly Father, there be no distractions, no hindrances, uh, that you help us to focus on what it is that you have for us individually, Lord, and corporately today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, all right. Hmm. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. He's awesome. He is awesome. He's just totally, totally, totally awesome. Uh, what's going on, Brother Cedric? I am good, sir. How are you today? All right. Hey, you guys can't see this, but we have somebody else narrating today. So, <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or this on the, as they used to say back in the day, the wheels of steel, right? <laughs> you don't. You remember that? <laughs> Ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Amen. Uh, so what's on your mind for today? Oh man, you know what? I I've been. You know, we talked about this off air, but God has really had me in a place with the uh, house divided against itself can't stand. Mm -hmm. And every week, He's giving me a different perspective on it. And this week's perspective is sometimes, in order to see the landscape or how everything is functioning, you have to sit back and watch. Because sometimes you can move so quickly and so fast that you'll miss it. You'll miss the whole entire thing of what God's trying to teach you. Because if you miss the test the first time, you're going to have to keep taking that same test until you figure out how to pass it and then move on to the next step. Amen. Amen. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to see it through the eyes of faith, which is the panoramic view. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? If we look at our circumstances and how every, and try to figure out how to connect all the dots and how everything works together and um, who plays a part over here, rather than looking and listening to what, what it is that God is saying. Because more oftentimes than not, God... <laughs> The way that God works things out is going to be different than how you think things are going to pan out. Oh, yeah. Totally different. So if you look at the smaller picture, like you were saying, if you mm -hmm. don't step back and you don't look at, okay, well, God's working something out in me. Mm -hmm. God's, God's working something out in them. God's working something out uh, through uh, in, in, in means that aren't, uh, aren't even on the radar. Right. You know, God's able to do that. And uh, more often times than not, he does, too. Um, so, yeah, and you talked about unity a little bit, too, and unity. It says in uh, Psalms 133, it says, mm -hmm. How sweet and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters I'm gonna add, yeah. <laughs> dwell together in unity, for that's where God commands the blessing. So we unify through the Spirit. We unify by denying ourselves. We unify by walking in the Spirit, because if you get people that are walking in the Spirit and totally committed, and you get people walking the flesh, in, the, in the flesh, well, mm. there's not going to be any unity. That's good, Pastor. There's not going to be any unity. You, mm -hmm. know, you can have a pseudo-unity. You, know, <laughs> you, 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 can, you can go along to get along. You know, yeah. There's not really going to be any unity. Uh, like uh, Apostle McGill says all the time, yeah. he, says, uh, um, he says, God's not saying a bunch of different things to the members of the church. 
because he wants to create unity. He might be saying, you know, stuff on a different, uh, different uh, on an on an individual level, but it's gonna be in the same vein. It's gonna right. bring unity. It's not gonna s divide. Nope. You know, um, he did say that he uh, he didn't come to bring peace on earth, but a but a sword, two against three, and three against two. But division, and he's talking about the sheep from the goat, though. He's not talking about in the church. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, Pastor Jones? I wanted to bring this up, but, you know, Apostle kind of le left me and you, so we're going we gonna to carry the torch and we're we going to represent. I've heard many sermons over the years. Church kids, so the, all I know is the ins and the outs of it. But there's a difference between knowing the ins and the outs of it to run it just like a business and doing it because of the Father. A lot of the sermons go, well, Jesus, you know, God did this before Jesus left. And I was like, wait a minute, he's always here. Because if you really think about it, he has really never left us. A different side of him just showed up. The Father came in the beginning. He created man. Well, we decided to turn ourselves over to iniquity because we wanted to follow the things of fleshly value and to the point that it was disturbing him and he couldn't look at it. So he had to come in place of him come as the son to show us, I'm like, okay, this is how you do this. Follow me and I'll lead you right back to the Father. So after Christ died, Again, God still came back in the third form of the Holy Ghost, which is true, living in us, that's staying with us until he comes again. So, I don't know why do keep saying that he left. No, he's still here. It's just a different side of him that's here. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's omnipresent. He fills the, the whole earth. So Right. It, it's... Well, it says in John 14, it talks about if anyone, uh, Judas, not Iscariot, came to came to Jesus and said, yeah. "Why do you intend to show to, to show yourself to the world, to to us and not the world?" He said, "If anyone keeps my commandments, then I will love him. My Father too will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him." Exactly. This is the three, and the Holy Spirit's already there, so exactly. we will, we will come and make our home abide, Amen. permanent residence, you know, uh, with the person. So. There's always been a unity, but the problem is when, when the when the finite tries to tries to de describe or explain the infinite. Mm. It's kind of like the people I talked to when I, when I when I first got saved, especially, you know, I'd talk to people and people would point out stuff in the Bible and they'd be like, um, um, they they they, they well, see, uh, Jesus prayed to the Father, so how can how can he be God? That just means that you're just using, you're on a uh -huh. linear, just a, 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 a basic, natural, there's no revelation there. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, then if you question that, then you have to question everything else. How does the, her, the, the, the earth hang on nothing? The Bible says there's one that sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is prophetic. Actually, Isaiah says it. This was way before Columbus supposedly <laughs> discovered that the earth was round, you know? Right. Uh, and the and the earth hangs on nothing or, or or everything else that you look at. How how do how do how does a seed, okay, form a giant oak tree? Mm -hmm. it, or or how does dirt help it? I mean just, just it's infinite. You That's know what right. I mean? Then you have to question everything else. But I think one of the reasons why we question that in particular is because it costs us something. Because it has to do with us changing. That's it has to do with us receiving. <laughs> what the Lord has for us, and there's accountability with that. Uh, but again, I emphasize because for me it was kind of scary because, mm -hmm. as you know, and you've heard in the story before, yes, sir. I knew God was there. I knew there was, if there was intelligent creation, there was an intelligent creator. Yes. And if there's intelligent design, there's an intelligent designer, right? It's mm -hmm. just obvious, right? Yes, sir. I always thought in the back, in the back of my mind, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I thought God was going to send me to Africa if I acknowledged <laughs> it. And I didn't know that that was running in the background consciously. Wow. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that, but instantly when I when I came to know the Lord, mm. I knew that I knew that there was a God. Yeah. And it says in uh, Romans one eighteen, it says the wrath of God is being revealed 
against all the godlessness and wickedness of people that suppress the truth by their wickedness. Right? Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say, he says, since the creation of the world, his invisible qualities, mm. his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Yeah. He, take it away, you, he took away your excuse. And then he goes on and he says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks, but their thinking became futile. And their foolish hearts were darkened. But you still have that intuitive knowledge that God's there. We all know. But we suppress it, right? Yes, sir. We rationalize it. And it comes down to either fear or we're wanting to do our own thing. Mm. You know, so I want to emphasize that when you start in this journey, it's something that we're going to uh, have to um, mm -hmm. uh, rely on the Lord to change those inward desires because of course you can't a fish has to be caught before it's clean mm -hmm. can't clean yourself right you can't change those those desires but if you start looking at where i should be or where where i probably where the lord wants to ultimately have me end up right then if you don't know how you're going to get from point a to point b and you think you have to do it under your own power or under your own steam of course you're going to run in the other direction. Of course you're going to push back. Of course you're going to be fearful, you know, if you think that you have to do it. So I always like to emphasize that because the fact is you can't do it. It's supernatural. It's, it's some things that take place. He says, I'll prepare for you a, 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 a table in the presence of your enemies. Um, and, and, and there's just a lot of different things that he supernaturally does. Mm. You know, so if you're looking at it from a, a linear standpoint, right? Okay. Of course you're going to say, I can't do it. Right. You're going to want to throw in the towel. And, 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 and of course, and that's why God can say, he who dwells in the secret place, right, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That protection even is supernatural. Mm. You know, but if you get to looking at your circumstances, oh, it's bad over here, it's bad there, and God protects you. You have supernatural yes, protection. Does. But it's outside of your natural thinking. A question was asked, and I want to make sure that I quote this verbatim. Why do people prefer, well, I'm just going to call it, because half truth is still a whole lie. Why do people prefer a lie over what they know for themselves is the truth? Multiple. It, it's a... It's a myriad of uh, answers for that, but I think it's on an individual basis. But a lot of it, if you really get down to the nitty-gritty, it's self-centeredness. Mm. It's self-centeredness. I'm comfortable. I'm in my comfort bubble. Uh, fearful of the unknown. Um, just whatever it is. I don't want to give up. But I, I'm comfortable. I know there's more, <laughs> but a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush, they yeah. say. They used to say, but that's not, that's not God's mm. plan. Basically, you it want somebody to give you a legalized spiritual justification for you to continue on doing what makes you feel good, what makes the flesh feel good. That's not always going to be the best term. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes God is so great, gracious, and merciful, he'll get us to be dissatisfied with those things. Yeah. So that we seek him. Um, the Bible says, food gained by fraud tastes sweet to a man, but he ends up with a mouth full of gravel. Mm. The Bible says that all a man's efforts are for his mouth, and yet his appetite is never satisfied. It's never fulfilled. It's like putting money in a pocket that has a hole in it. And you think you're going to get somewhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but um, it's, it's counterproductive. So he gives you a, uh, a divine, I'll say, mm. dissatisfaction with those things so that you seek him. Yeah. Fool's gold. Right. And uh, like Apostle just preached this uh, last week, we have allowed this stuff to creep in and, and change the way that the church know that we're supposed to be doing and thinking. And, and now we're talking about them on the outside. How are we going to reach them outside if we can't even reach the ones inside and we the ones on the inside is doing exactly what they're doing outside. Yeah, yeah. You know what we have to do? We have to stand firm. I've been hearing a lot of, like, messages and just, like, 
you know, confirmations. Right. We have to stand firm because the 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 the, the weight of the world, the waves of the world, mm -hmm. right, will knock you in one if you're not anchored. So we have to stand firm. We're not we're we're offensive. We're on the offense, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we're more so in a position where we stand firm because the opposition's coming. You know what I mean? The devil's not going to fight a fish that's just floating downstream, but alive when it's bucking the current. Mm -hmm. That that's who he's going to target. That's who he's going to because you're you're already you're already stagnant. If you're not doing anything, the devil's already got you. Right. You know what I mean? As far as being uh, a threat to his kingdom and what um, what the Lord has uh, for his people. You know. Um, so yeah. So we need to we need to make sure that we're proactive. And that's where the unity comes in, too. Yeah. You know, um, to unify, we have to be at least in the same chapter. <laughs> not, not on the same page, in the same book. we got to be in the book. That, that, right. That's a given. But we got to be in the same chapter, probably same paragraph. Yes, <laughs> You know, ideally, but we know that there's going to be, you know, um, you know, different, different, different uh, people at different stages in their life and you know, working some stuff through, but it's part of it. So that's where forgiveness comes in too. So we have to, we have to forgive. And a lot of times, it's not even because anybody did anything offensive to us intentionally, but because mm -hmm. our perception. So we have to forgive. And how many times did you get offended? How many times mm. did I get offended? Because everybody doesn't do things the way that we do them. Mm -hmm. Or maybe somebody didn't speak to us. Maybe they have a lot on their mind. Maybe they lost a, a, a loved one, a family member, or something. You know. And so you never know what, a, maybe they just didn't see you. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is, fill in the blank. But we take it kind of personal and we may not come out and say it. And we may not even consciously see it on the radar that it's like an offense. But, yeah, you know, it's those little things. We have to, even, even when you get people, and what it boils down to is people are self-centered. Without God, we're self-centered. Everything we do is tainted by selfish mm -hmm. motives. I remember uh, Pastor Johnson, you know, uh, I guess because this is the, the weekend of my birthday. I, I'm kind of reminiscing of years ago when I was much, 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 much younger. Remember the building blocks, the big old building blocks that they had us playing with and we would build stuff with? Um, even today, they got this thing called Jenga. So what you, yeah. got, what you got to try to do is remove a piece mm -hmm. of the tower and whoever knocks it over loses. <laughs> well, we're not supposed to be a Jenga board. We're supposed to be solid. But because, <laughs> as we've been being taught all this year by the Holy Spirit, you keep taking pieces away, eventually that tower is going to fall. You take a piece here. The hands don't want to be bothered with the feet because the feet has joined up with the kneecaps and the elbows. And they're like, we don't want to be bothered with the hands. Well, if you take about four pieces away, that tower is going to be shaky, but it's going to stand. But because the holes keep coming, that tower is going to get less and less strength until you pull the one piece hmm. Hmm. away from that tower. And I, I, I got another revelation this week. I've been trying to figure out right after, and I know you've seen this. Remember, we talked about this right after... Uh, COVID hit like big time and everything got shut down. A lot of churches shut down permanently. And I was trying to figure out what happened. And then Pastor Arrington was like, yeah, they had a spirit of God. No, they had a spirit. Yeah, but it wasn't God's spirit. But it wasn't God's spirit. Yeah. Forgive me. And I was like, and it messed me up because I had to think about it. Like, they all got God's name, but was they doing what he told them to do? 
And then I, I was sitting there, and, I, and I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. All the way up until COVID happened, God, if I just had a little more time, I promise I'd come to church. If I had enough time in the week and I wasn't working so many hours, I promise I will read my Bible more. God, if you just lighten up my schedule, I do everything you told me to do. The whole world got shut down. We didn't see nobody reading their Bibles. Very few people was coming to church. Very few people was standing on street corners saying, Jesus is coming, get right today. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it kind of like had <coughs> adverse effect on different people. It, right. it actually motivated some people to get closer to God. Yes, so, it did. So a lot of people... That happening, and right. some of the churches you're talking about probably weren't established by God anyway. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily saying that they weren't, that they're ungodly, but they're influenced by another spirit. There could be fear, or whatever it is. Um, but I say, even if that was a decision, because there, there, there's different types of situation. You got leaders that have a board that uh, you know like make a decision, you know what I mean? And a lot of people are uh, uh, don't have that structure. So even if you left the church, you can't leave ministry. Amen. So it just depends if it's in your heart. Jeremiah 20 says it. Um, it says that, that, that Jeremiah said, whenever I speak, I cry out for claiming violence and destruction. He says that he's, he, 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 he's ridiculed all day long. Wherever he speaks, he cries out. Proclaiming violence and destruction, and he says that. Uh, let's go there. Yes, sir. Jeremiah 20, I think, verse 9. Oh, that speaker. Oh. Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> <laughs> like every time we, we come here, I come in and. Right. Open up the door. There's nobody in here. You know, but the speaker. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it says, let's back up a little bit. Okay. He says, I'm ridiculed all day long. Seven. 27. Uh, 7B. <laughs> I'm ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. Okay, but if I say I won't mention his word or speak any more in his name, ah. his word is in my heart like a fire, like a fire shut up in my bones, he says. Okay. So I'm weary, weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. So he's saying, what he's saying here is that even it doesn't matter what comes against you. You're born again. You yes, have the sir. Holy Spirit. Paul had that same kind of uh, 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 attitude. Uh, mm -hmm. No, it's more than an attitude. It's it, it's the Holy Spirit inside of you. You know the truth. You really don't care about the opposition or what comes against you. Jesus, <laughs> um, the Bible says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising mm -hmm. the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, so the opposition, it kind of kind of motivates it even more. It kind of stokes the fire because you see the opposition and you see it for what it is. Yes, and you know you have the love of God. And Paul talks about this too. It's the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Love and the faith. So he gives us the measure of faith and it's his love. Mm -hmm. You know? So Whew. so, so this, is a, this is pivotal, knowing that it's God yeah. that does the work. The Bible says uh, it's God that works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. And he says, either, either before or afterwards, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I like how the, how the word of God kind of balances it out. It, yeah. it says something, but the scripture interprets scripture. Yes, sir. And usually it'll say it right in, in, mm. in, 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 in uh, passages right together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that is, that's the whole point, because literally as you were speaking and hearing that, I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's why. 
and all everybody that had kept making excuses got exposed. I mean, very much so. To the point it was like you had to look at yourself when you were true believer, you look at yourself in the mirror like I got exposed and I am not doing what he told me to do. Mm-hmm. So let me go get on this. Because I know I did. Mm-hmm. I I had all kinds of excuses. I was working all kinds of hours. Right. COVID hit and I had nothing to do. And remember I was in the hospital laid up for a week. I came out the hospital, I was like, you know what? Okay. That could have been my last ride. So let me go ahead and get my behind right back in the father's house. Yeah. And I'm gonna do this time what he told me to do. <laughs> because as we always say, I might not make it out of the second round. So to make sure that I'm gonna be great going forward, I'm gonna go ahead. God is my parent. He created me. He loved me enough to die on the cross for me, raise up, go to hell, slap the devil around, took the keys, and made sure that he saved me for real. Yeah. So yeah. at least I could do, I don't have much, but I can at least do what he tell me to because it's just like a parent. If your parent loves you enough to show you which way to go, it stays in the body. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they get older, they will not depart. Simply means like, Put the seeds. Yeah, yeah. You're going to put the seeds in them. Sometimes they get all a little off course. And sometimes you got to let them know that I told you not to jump off this porch. Yeah. <laughs> so right, right, come right. on on back. You know, you might have to go to the tree because, you know, limb or something off. But eventually they going to remember like the son did and he came to his senses. I don't have to eat out here with them. My daddy rich. Right. <laughs> no home. Eat ham, turkey, red velvet cake, chicken. <laughs> That's right. They had the red velvet cake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Just and, and guys is is so amazing. Is literally I don't know. This whole weekend has just been different for me because. As much as he has given, he doesn't require one, really require less than one-third. All he said, just do what I tell you to do and you good. Right, right. I mean, (laughs) that is probably like the easiest thing that it, it sounds good because as Apostle always say, if you really truly think about it, Satan got himself kicked out of heaven. So why am I going to listen to a dude that came from royalty but lost everything he had and he can't go back home? So I'm going to follow you and listen to you when you have nothing. There was a post the other day that said that Satan doesn't even own keys to his own house, so why give the keys to your house? Exactly. I, I, I think I know who posted this, but, it. but it's it's crazy because literally I've been thinking about it and it's like it's been on me so heavy, and I was like, wow, because if you really think about it, he don't have the keys to his house. He don't own nothing, so you gonna give him the keys to yours? Yeah, right. But you know, God's God's desire was to give him what he wanted. Yeah. He wanted he wanted to be separated. He wanted his own ki- own own kingdom. Ezekiel talks about it. Isaiah fourteen talks about yeah. it too. He says that I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. You know, I I will I will sit on the utmost uh, 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 heights of the sacred mountain. You know, I, I will make myself like the most stars. Exalt my kingdom above the stars of God. You know, so he's talking about. So God gave him what he wanted. Yeah. His desire is to give you what you want. So without God, there's nothing good. No. There's nothing good. And God's going to give everybody that doesn't accept him. Did you know, and we talked about this before, but right. um, if if we die without Christ, we're going to die with our sins completely paid for. Uh-huh. You know, he says that he, he, he died for our sins, but not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Uh-huh. You know, Think about he, that. He's the propitiation. He's the atoning sacrifice. Yeah. So unless we accept that sacrifice, then we have to keep the law. 
Think which about is impossible. That. Yeah. Think about that. And I'm glad you brought that up because literally I was thinking about that as you were speaking. All my debt is paid for. Which means I can go on vacation anywhere. I'm going to choose to go to prison and I everything I've done has been wiped clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a perfect record now. Why would I choose to go to prison? Yeah, yeah, right. For, for what? Right. No, I don't have to go. Christ <laughs> came and did all that for me. So, you know, yeah. my dad is paying. I don't owe no government. Nothing. But I'm going to choose to go and follow a guy that doesn't know anything or had the keys to his own house. He, he, he claims that, yeah, I'm the ruler and this is my place. No, it's not. It's not your house. Yeah. You and your house going to get tossed into the lake. Now, think about that. You sitting in your house and somebody come up there and tear it down. I own this land and I own this house. No, you don't. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, you don't. You're a squatter. That's yeah. what you are. <laughs> you illegally came and took squatter. this house. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Think about that, Pastor Joe. He illegally went into hell, took over it, and he can't even... <laughs> He can't even stay there and rule it yeah. because him and the place that he took is gonna get cast out. Yeah. Well. 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 He. Well. He. he got it by deception. So I guess you can say that uh, it was illegal by the means that he did it. Though. Yeah. You, you know. You know what I'm saying. But. But as far as the legalistic aspect of it, he. He got it legally because we bowed the knee. Yeah. So Jesus came to win the victory. He came huh? to reverse the curse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah. But I, I, see, I want to touch on this for a minute too. I want to touch on, touch on, what causes us. One of the things, and this just came to me too. One of the things that causes us not to be obedient, and like you said, mm. simple, clean, cut, and dry. Yeah. Listen to the Lord; He knows better. Yeah. Okay. In the moment where we think we know the, know better than He does, whatever thing, whatever worked before, whatever results everybody else is getting. Okay. The Bible says. If God be for us, who can be against us? Mm -hmm. If he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? That's in Romans. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Luke twelve forty two says, in Jesus talking to his disciples, Fear not, little flock, for your heavenly Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Uh, 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 Lamentations 3, for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to the children of men. Exactly. Okay? Uh, so all these things and a lot of other verses too, but tells us that God's a good God. If we can trust Him with our salvation, we can trust Him with everything else. If He died for us, how much more will He give us every everything else? Yeah. You know, the Bible says He will not withhold one good thing from those who walk uprightly in Christ, of course, because we have an enemy that we face. We have an adversary that's very, very, very real. He's defeated. His head's been chopped off, but it's still moving. It's like the snake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's only a, a, a matter of time before that comes to fruition. But um, who can speak it having happened if the Lord hasn't decreed it, it says in Lamentations 2. Um, so the Lord allowed it, but he's using the situation to divide the sheep and the goat, to give us a, an opportunity to choose. We have a choice, mm -hmm. okay, because we were deceived. We were bamboozled. So now... We can either do what Satan did, mm -hmm. or we can follow God. Mm. We can, we can, we can uh, uh, follow. Uh, what's it say? It says that the, the uh, uh, follow the desires of the sinful nature. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And once you realize that, then you take the effort. You know, I I, I used this before, but there's a lot of, a lot of different analogies that make sense. I'm going to use this because most of us can relate to it. If you bought a house, somebody said it's treasure in the backyard. You got uh, multiple people telling you all of you didn't see it. You've never seen anybody. You, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, wouldn't you wouldn't you go out go out there and find out for yourself? Oh yeah. Wouldn't you get a shovel, a group of people, your your, your family members to come well, maybe, maybe not your family, I don't know. <laughs> but but <laughs> but you get some people, you'd rent a a dozer, a backhoe, whatever you need to do yeah. if you believe that. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of effort, right? Yes. 
Uh, John 7, 17 says, if anybody wills to do his will, he will know of the doctrine. He'll know. Yes. Whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And Jesus, again, speaking from his humanity, because a lot of people will look at that. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think we need revelation on that. So we have to have a desire. You know, the teacher will appear when the student's ready, right? Yes, sir. And he will appear. He will appear, won't he? Yeah, he's coming. We can testify. No, no. I'm talking about appearing oh, yeah, in our he, life he's right he's now. Come. He's going to come. Know, you know? And, and, and he's here, so nobody can knock me off that square because no. I know I've experienced oh, the yeah. Lord. You know? You've experienced the Lord. Uh, yeah, listen. You know when you got the experience of the Lord because you start walking and talking different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. i like, oh, okay. I'll come knock you off yourself. Okay. But I'm telling you, it won't be just me here when you come knock me off. I, I got somebody that's a lot stronger than me, and he has never lost a fight. <laughs> well, lost come, at you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. come at your own free will. I'll be praying for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and start now because you said it. What's he say? He says these light, well, Paul, Paul can say, these light and momentary afflictions are achieving for us an eternal weight of glory that far yes. outweighs anything that he went through. You know he says that we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And he yes. says we're hard-pressed on every side, right? So you're having trials. You're going through some stuff, oh, yeah. right? But not crushed, perplexed, right? But not yes, in sir. despair. I'm not desperate because I have the Lord, you know? Persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Mm -hmm. So uh, Paul, Paul demonstrated it, and we're supposed <coughs> to demonstrate the same thing so that people can see that it's no longer us that lives, but it's Jesus that lives his life in and through us. Um, and this is something Ooh. for, that he, so, so those trials, James talks about it, Paul talks about it, you know, um, it says to let uh, perseverance have its way so that you may be perfect or mature, in other words, and complete, yes. not lacking anything. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go to Romans 5 real quick. Mm. Good stuff today, huh? Oh, very good. Very good, teacher. Romans chapter 5, right in the first few verses. Okay, it says, uh, let me, let me, well, let me start in one, because it all, it, it all ties in together. Yes, Therefore, sir. since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. I love it. Yes, sir. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us so we wouldn't need the stick to if it weren't for uh, trials and challenges right Reserve. so if we look at it the way that God looks at it he says the end from the beginning and we can do that too he calls those things that aren't as though they are right yeah. um, then uh, it's going to work out for our good. And Paul says that, right? It was already written. Absolutely. And it was written for us to win. Like, he, he told you, I tell people all the time, when somebody can tell you how many hairs you have on your head, they are a person that you want to listen to. Because, Lord's willing, I'll be on this planet for 38 years tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I haven't met one scientist, one doctor. That's right. Right. Nobody that can tell me the exact number of hairs that I can I have on my head now, or I will have on my head later, or which I'm or how many hairs I'm gonna lose. Yeah. He can do that. Yeah. I there is not one scientist, I don't care how many degrees you have or how long you've been studying the Bible. You, if you tell me how many hairs I have on my head, 
we can have a conversation. But until you can do that, I'm going to stick to what my Bible says. And it says, follow Jesus, keep his commandments, and show love to one another. We can't even count how many jelly beans are in the jar. Man, I'm not going to even try. <laughs> I can tell you how many I can eat before I even... <laughs> Consider this too: hairs are falling out and growing in a, all the time. Oh, all, all the time. Probably falling out at a, at a faster rate than they're growing in. Oh yeah. Because by the time you br- <laughs> you brush your hair and yeah. comb it, or you look at your comb or your brush, they're about at least a couple of billion or so on there. But then it don't even look like it because some more that grew right there in this spot. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even tapped into everything that God has for us. See, you know, you know, you know, just listening to the verses like that just tell you, oh my God, man, you can trust Him with every little detail, every little thing. You don't have to worry about the, 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 the monumental things, the big things, but, but the smaller things even. You can trust Him in that. You know, um, you, you know, have you ever? I already know the answer to, to, to uh-huh. this question. It's rhetorical, but <laughs> right. have you ever? gotten provision from God in a supernatural way. Of course, right? Yes. Where you're you're walking over here, you're praying about something just at that particular time, you look up or so you think that you control and you do. Uh-huh. But God has it's just amazing to see it happen though. You know, um, from where I was before, before you even experience it. It's like if you experience that, then you know that prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. Is going to unfold and manifest just like God said it would manifest. Yeah. No ifs, ands, no buts about it. Even if the entire population got together and they tried to change a prophetic word that's in the, in the oh, word of God. Yeah. Okay. Revelations is that. Um, and did the dispensation that we're living in now. Jesus' dispensation yeah. that he was living in. That he would be crucified. He didn't tempt anybody. God no. just had perfect foreknowledge. Yes. Of everything and sanctifying and, and, and working in that and how, I don't know. How, you don't know. But we know he does. Yeah. Just like he knows the very hairs of our head are numbered. Come on, you know, man. Now, how's that possible? We're <laughs> finite. He's infinite. Yep. We don't know how he does it, but then we be God. Yeah. But he's just so, his ways, his thoughts, his ability is far, 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 far more. The Bible says that... To him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that works within us. His power that works within us. So it's still immeasurably more. Think about that. And, and we're st- still talking about unity because we're edifying the body. Yes, to come up and, and, and to trust him and not rely on ourselves. So this is still dealing with unity. Yep. But think about this. Immeasurably. Let's just stop there. You can't even measure. No. Forget it. Immeasurably more than all we think or Imagine the Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So it's hard to charge. We can't yeah. even see it. It's another universe. Yes, sir. Right? So we can trust him with everything. Uh, once we put our foot in the water, he's going to do it, though. Oh yeah. And still, he uses us, which is a privilege. It's not a not a hindrance. It's a privilege for him to be, um, you know, to use us. It, it really is. It, it's ours it, of clay. Think about that. I was chosen by God. To do God's will. Mm-mm-mm. That's so where's a blessing our perspective at? Where, where's our focus at? Yeah. You know, everybody, and and I and I think they they'd be uh, um, not telling the truth. Come on, if they didn't say that every once in a while your your focus gets on. And, and he even says in Colossians, he said, "Set your hearts on things above, not on earthly things." You know, yeah. Uh, um, where where Christ is seated. You know, so he says the focus on there, there, there's a lot of verses about that because it's so important. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, right? Yeah. For what is seen is temporary. All this, but yeah. what is unseen is eternal. Right. Like I told somebody, uh, what was it, last year? Or even this year, I think I even had a conversation. They're like, dude, uh, with the stuff and knowledge and skills that you have, you could be making a lot of money. I said, do you know what one of my prayers has always been? Lord, I would love to have enough money that I do not cross over to being fleshly and I forget who you are. Because 
Think about that. I want to have enough to be comfortable, but I don't want to have enough that I forget who you are. Because a lot of times, the thing that we choose or we say that we want is the thing that the devil will use to keep us grounded. Keep us away from what God wants us to do. I can say all day, I want a million dollars. Okay, and I have that million dollars. But then I say, you know what? Okay, this week I'm going to go to church. Well, before I get to Sunday or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever, excuse me, a Bible study day is, mm-hmm. Something that happened either the day of or the day before. Oh, Mr. So-and-so, we need you to come over here, let's pick a country, to Asia. This is something that you really have to do and can't nobody else do it but you. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be a whole year for that one specific project that I have to do. And then after that year is up, if I wasn't truly focused on me getting to the Lord's house, mm-hmm. right. I better forgot everything he told me. And then I'm back at square one trying to figure out what's going on. I had that happen to me once. I woke up one day. I was stuff up like I am now. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling no kind of way. I mean, I was feeling pretty good. I was getting ready to go to work. But I felt something was off. I don't know what it was. I called my boss. I'm taking a sick day. Like, what's wrong? I don't know. But I knew that I felt in here I didn't need to go to the hospital for it. I spent the whole day praying and reading my Bible. The day after I found out that my mom had to have a surgery. I found out when I came back uh, home from work, I'm like, Lord have mercy. That was the Lord's way of telling me, prepare me for what I was getting ready to find out. Because he knew, had I been at work, I I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have went to spend time and prayed and talked to him about what was getting ready to happen. Because I would have been so focused on what I had to do at the job. Mm. And a lot of times, <coughs> excuse me, we get so focused on, I think the word you use is minute things that we take our focus off what of God is what God is teaching us and trying to tell us. But like we do so many times, we think, oh, okay, I know everything it is to know about God. How can you possibly know everything it is to know about God when he said his knowledge is far greater than anything we can imagine? Yeah. But if you want to explain that, that, that help yourself. And, and and not only not only knowledge about God, but knowledge about us. God exactly. knows us better than we know us. Yeah. Like you were talking about the money situation. If you... Uh, David says the same thing. He said, "Just, just, just give me just enough, if I, because if I have a have have too little, I may steal from you and dishonor your name. Exactly. If I have too much, I may sit and may become arrogant and say, who is the Lord?' So even even David, David had an ironclad commitment to the Lord. He yeah. Off the rails. Mm-hmm. And I was telling somebody else that uh, even though it's not a temptation, you see the examples in the Bible. The Bible says in a couple different places that the things that were written in the past are written for our learning. Yes. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Amen. So all these things we learn from, yes, sir. And they don't have to be on the radar. Like adultery, that's not a temptation for me. It's not, right. not, not a live temptation for me. Exactly. I know potentially like anybody else, you could be tempted in any area yeah. if you give yourself over to it. But... Um, uh, in some cases, you know, you'd have to climb a fence. You make decisions, and you get a little more insensitive to what's right, and the influence of the Holy Spirit isn't manifested in your life the way it's supposed to. Right. So that's usually how it happens. Sin doesn't happen overnight. No, just like God knows me. 
And we're going to be perfectly honest. God knows that if he sent me in a room with a red velvet cake and a, a bucket of orange and cream ice, orange, uh, what is it, orange sherbet, orange sherbet ice cream. Uh. And he said it, like, at that table, and he like, all right, I'll be back in two hours. You can't touch either one of them. <coughs> that is going to be the hardest two hours of my life. Yeah. I know me, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Why? Because everybody knows that two of Brother Cedric's favorite things <laughs> is or sherbet ice cream and red velvet cake. I'm like, uh, uh two funny. hours? That's funny. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you don't want me to touch this for two hours? No, no, mm-mm. Now, if he set me in one room and it was in the room next door, then I can say, okay, but it, w- it wouldn't be a test of that. I want to see if you're going to do what I tell you to do. Now, if I say that I am walking and I got the full armor of God on, that two hours going to go by just like that. But if I'm not covered in the full armor of Christ and I'm not walking and I'm not reading that two hours is going to be the longest two hours of my life because I'm going to try to figure out how I can get to it without him knowing. But just like a police station, that glass window is a two-sided window. He's standing on the other side of them just watching to see if you're going to make it these two hours. Can you do it? Well, like the books I used earlier, <laughs> food gained by fraud or that, by disobedience. Yes, sir. Tastes sweet to a man, but he ends up with a mouthful. The, the 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 remedy is God's word in those moments. Yes, I sir. All of us will do it perfectly, and I don't like when people say, "Well, you, you know," yeah. when they when they when they because even that sometimes people focus on their actions. See, I'm yes, not sir. doing that. You can follow me, and this and that. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. But understand that. <laughs> That we're all prone to something, a, yes. a little more so than others. And we can get to a point where we're not tempted with that, we're not tempted with that, that you right? Because you see it for what it is. Yes. So in those moments, once you, if you're focused, again, we go back to focus. If you're thinking yep. about, well, man, this would dishonor God, and this isn't helpful for yes, me sir. because he's only going to tell me things that are going to help me. Right. Right? Yes, sir. You think about that, and I like that you brought up food because I use that. Cause it's a, <laughs> right. Um, it. It's kind of like, um, like if God, if you knew that your favorite food, yeah, orange sherbet, yeah, right, red velvet cake had arsenic in it now, yeah, and you knew it did, would it be the same level? No, it. You would just have a memory of what it tastes like. Yeah, but the battle wouldn't be as fierce. No, as if you didn't believe it. So if God says there's arsenic in that. And you know that God let God be true and every man a liar. Yeah. It's not going to be a live temptation for you because you know where it leads. It's right. like David with adultery. Right. If he could have could have pulled back uh-huh. the curtain and seen the future of of the, of the kingdom being divided because of that, just a every yes, sir. a lot of lot of uh, agony unnecessarily because of what David did. Yeah. You know what I mean? If right. he could have seen that and been focusing on that, and, and he had his pick of the litter, right? Yeah. He, he, he could have had, I mean, a Anybody. Lot, yeah. So just think about that, though. I love what you did right there. Like you said, if it had arsenic, man, please. I would, it, you can sit me in the room with it for all hour. I'm not judging it. God says it has arsenic in it. Uh, I'm not going to even think about yeah. it because I'm going to be sitting up. Matter of fact, I'm going to be trying to think about how to throw it away. Right, right. <laughs> because, like you said, it's, it's not a temptation. It, it ain't even a battle. Oh. I got disease and poison in it. What am I going there for? But if I do, ain't nothing in it? Yeah, so God says there's something in it. That's where your faith comes in at. Yeah. And your flesh and your mind will say. It, it, it's, it really comes down to doubting what God says. Once yeah. you know. You know what I mean? Uh, so you have to keep the word because our... Our, our, our corrupt nature yes. will justify it. Well, did God really say that? Well, of course. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. So you Come have on. to keep the word in front of you. You know, we kind of wish it wasn't that way, yes. right? But everything, it's degenerative. If we don't, it's like gravity. You have to stay up there. You yes, know what sir. I mean? You have to focus on the word. Uh, uh, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Mm. 
Uh, but the weapons we fight where they're not the weapons of the world, he says. Yes, sir. You know, but uh, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we demolish um, arguments and every pretension now. And that's interesting. We demolish arguments. The argument that you're having in your mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. Did I really say that? You know, and every pretension now, the what used to be a reality is no longer a reality. God's word is the reality. Yeah. And this is the pretension. This is the okie doke that, that, that the devil's hoping that you'll fall for. Yes, you sir. You know what I mean? Arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive mm. every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So now, if your focus is where it needs to be at, it's not even a temptation. It, 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 it could be. It's a slippery slope. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's a slippery slope, but I heard this one pastor say years ago, and he took some flack for it too, but he said, I can't commit adultery tomorrow. It's a process. You have to reject mm -hmm. the Word of God. You have to get yeah. bitter. You have to look at things a certain uh -huh. way, and slowly but surely, Yeah. you know what I mean? But people end up there because it's like gravity. You just descend and descend and descend, and before you know it, you yeah. know? I, I, it's certain songs that I can't listen to because one, one of my favorite songs, and I love Temptations, probably was Rolling Stone. Uh, if I listen to that <laughs> all day, every day, mm -hmm. I, I'll be in... We could be in the car on our way to service. And what'll happen? I'll just break out and start singing on the 3rd of September. <laughs> just like, where did that come from? What you continue to put in your body, your body eats as well. The flesh eats and your spirit man eats. So if I keep picking up this food, knowing that it's gonna eventually come out of me and then wondering why it came out of me why do I have to wonder? I did that. I I have to feed both. The flesh eats and your spirit eats. You just gotta watch what you eat. I remember this guy at the gym um, he, he would come in there and he would do a lot of laps in the pool and I asked him so so what motivates you? He said, well, I like to eat whatever I want to. <laughs> okay, now, now, take that and look at it. If Ooh. you didn't, if you, if you didn't eat whatever you wanted to, uh -huh. and you just maybe cut back a little bit, you wouldn't have to do so many. You wouldn't have to work as hard. I mean, you still could. It's a choice. Right. But you wouldn't feel like you had to in order to stay thin. Whatever his goal was, right. probably stay thin. But he, he would get in the pool and do 40, 40 laps. Mm. And be tired after. Was, oh, man, i got to come up here tomorrow. Because you want to eat whatever you want to. You know, like you put food in your body, you got to work it off or whatever. Yeah. So uh, a lot of it, like you said, like the music, I experienced this, and I talked about it at the picnic when I got up, and I told everybody there, I said, um, it's kind of like, you listen to music, it doesn't have to be demonic, it doesn't exactly. have to be anti-God, it can just, like the instrumental, I was playing the instrumental to something I used to like. Right. Like, on purpose, I got the instrumental, because I don't, you know what I mean? Right. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but I was listening to it, and when I went into prayer time that night, it took... It, it was right there. <laughs> it was like it just... It's in the forefront of my mind because I, I was listening to this music all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd play it again and again. I, I, I hadn't heard it in the instrumental. I'm like, man, everything goes together. Oh, and the, yeah. the drums and uh -huh. everything. You know, just, just some good music. But when I went into prayer time, it was a hindrance. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but it's a, or, or yeah. you watching. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But that probably has a lot to do with your focus and how easily or how difficult it may seem to be to get in prayer. Yes, sir. You got a lot, a, a lot of distractions. My thing would be, my advice would be to pray that God clear your mind before you go into prayer. <laughs> go That's into, it. Go into like a pre-prayer. <laughs> yep. Okay. And just, 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 just take your mind off of everything as best you can, then you get into his presence, and he removes the things you're struggling with. But on purpose, don't, you know... Just get into a quiet place where you don't have the television around unnecessarily and distractions and try to get a close your eyes and just, you know, like they used to say about Calgon, take me away. I'm like, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, but just don't, don't, don't uh, focus on those things and it wouldn't be such a, uh, 
a struggle. Mm. You know. And in case you were wondering what we were talking about today, unification. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unity in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, all in the same vein. And you're talking it. about it, but if the Lord leads you off a little bit, it's still going to be in the same vein. It may not seem like right. it, but it's all talking about unity. So, yes. You know, I'm not speaking these things on my own. You know, mm-hmm. the stuff I'm coming up with. But, no, exactly. Um, because I, I, my prayer every day is from here on out. God, I spent the first 30 plus years of my life being a dummy. <laughs> Let me be smarter in <laughs> the next 30. Let me be a willing vessel. And we don't realize that we're spending our time being dummies either. Right. You know? <laughs> that's the thing. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, we need to get better at embracing what God says and putting feet to our faith. And as a result, some of the things you'll see the benefits of. But the, it, it, a lot of it you probably won't see what was averted, what's avoided. Yes. You know what I mean? Because a lot of things are happening in the spiritual realm, and we're talking about that panoramic yeah. view. God's the only one that has that panoramic view. Yes, God's sir. the only one that sees the future. God's the only one that sees the end from the Come beginning. On. God's the only one that, see, that, that can see the snares and the pitfalls and who's crouched over here, you, you know. And, and um, <laughs> reminds me of what he says to Cain. He says, uh, 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 why, are you, why are you angry and why is your face downcast? If you do... What is right will you not be accepted? If you do not do what is right, sin is crouched at your door. Yes, it sir. desires to have you, but you must master it. So you're in a fight, <laughs> but we're fighting from the place of victory. Somebody's trying to invade the camp that we're in. We're in a new kingdom now. Yep. So those thoughts, it's like you still have the sinful nature, but it's strapped to your back. It doesn't dominate you. Um, know ye not that whoever you offer yourselves... <laughs> As servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether it be of sin that leads to death or obedience that leads to righteousness. Amen. So we're no longer controlled. Let's go to Romans 6 before we close. This is a mm-hmm. awesome chapter. I think we're already over. We're closing this in Romans 5. So, okay, uh, real quick. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase. And I, I, you know what, I don't know if I should back up here. We only got a couple minutes, but um, it's talking about where, where sin, in, sin increased, grace abound even more. Uh, but, you know, we're not, we're not going to get into that part. But by no means we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And mm. that's the goal, to live a new life now. Yes. Not just in the, in the by and by. You yes, know? sir. Uh, for if we have been united, there's the unity thing, <laughs> uh, with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united in him with a resurrection like his. Yes, sir. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. It doesn't mean that it's there, but you see it for what it is. And you, yes. And, and, and we can avoid those pitfalls. It's going to cost us, but it's going to cost us more. And just knowing that, though, it's going to cost us more eventually. Amen. We think that we're avoiding because we don't have to discipline ourselves, but it's going to cost you anyway. Yes, the grass sir. isn't greener on the other side. It, it, it's on, not, you just can't see the poop from over there. Or it's got to be mowed, too. <laughs> yeah. Or you didn't have to put in the work to do to Ooh. keep that grass clean, you, mm. know, you know, green over there. So... Um, yeah, these are things that we have to consider. It's just, it's, it's really simple, but it's, we complicate it. Amen. You know, I'm, nobody's above that, but, uh, if you are, um, a born again, bona fide believer, spirit filled believer, it's going to change some things. Like you say, when you go through stuff, you have a different outlook. You got a different perspective. You got a different viewpoint. You got a different character. You respond differently to challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people will see that. Yes, sir. And even even if you do, but but John says this. I write this to you, little children, so you will not sin. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins, and not only ours, but for the whole world. Amen. So the goal is to not sin, and you don't have to. <laughs> uh, I say we're all going to miss the mark. As we're learning, we are going to miss the mark. And however you want to define it, however you want to, if you, if you <laughs> um, 
we're going to miss the mark, but it's a learning curve, and we repent, and that's why we need Jesus Christ along the way. Yes, sir. Um, so, but um, it does say in uh, Hebrews 10, if we deliberately go on sinning mm -hmm. after we, we've received uh, uh, knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Mm. It goes on to talk about, but this is like a willful turn away, trampling the God underfoot. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you've missed the mark and you're learning, you're struggling with some things, but God can even do that. I'm, I'm saying our sights should be set on mm -hmm. being liberated experientially too, not just in spirit, not just in theory, not just in the word, but liberated from all that stuff. Yes, sir. So we know it's a process, but God wants us to hit the ground running, running, running in that direction. And there are certain things that will make it a lot easier so that we won't even fall into sin. Amen. So you have any closing thoughts? Simple. Yeah, I think you simplified it already. Just <laughs> do what God told you to do and unify. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, that being said, Brother Cedric, can you close us out? Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, right now, we thank you. We thank you for the listeners. We thank you for the viewers, Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for everyone that this word has touched today, including us here, right here in the studio of Heavenly Host International Radio. Father, we thank you for this platform that we use to glorify your name and to spread your love and your word through all nations. Father, as we continue to be willing vessels that you use to show your love and to bring forth your word, we ask that you never, ever let us speak in the flesh, but you speak through us, Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. This has been Under the Influence. God bless you. Hmm.